welcome back to another Mornings with the Masters. We're devote ourselves to the Lord daily with you. Good morning, you guys. Good morning, indeed. We're picking up with day five of our Wisdom for Work from the Psalms devotional on the Bible app. There's a link to that in the description if you guys want to follow along with us. And as always, I'm going to read the scripture, then Tori's going to pick up the Devo. Let's do it. The scripture is Genesis chapter 2, verse 5, and it says this, Neither wild plants nor grains were growing on the earth. For the Lord God had not yet sent rain to water the earth, and there were no people to cultivate the soil. The devotional says this. After praying and thanking God for our dinner, my daughter Kate, three at the time, said, Daddy, God didn't give us this food. Mommy bought it at the grocery store. (laughs) You're right, Kate, I said. Mom did buy this food at the grocery store. But who created the apple on your plate? God, Kate answered. That's right, I said. And he also made the farmer that picked that apple and the engineers who built a truck to take the apples to the grocery store, which was built by entrepreneurs, carpenters, and bankers. God used the work of all of those people and more to give us this dinner. But by this point, I had long lost Kate's attention. But one day I pray she will read Psalm 104 and appreciate what I was trying to teach her. The psalmist says that God makes grass grow, but leaves it for people to cultivate the land. And this is just how God intended from the beginning, even prior to sin entering the world. In Genesis 2, we're told that after God began creating, no shrub had yet appeared on the earth and no plant had yet sprung up. Why? Because the Lord God had not sent rain on the earth and there was no one to work the ground. You see it, right? God could have made shrubs, grass, and food grow all on his own, but he chose to delegate that work to his image bearers, a theme we see all throughout God's word. Sure, there are times in scripture in which God miraculously provided for his people, but most of the time we see God working through the miracle of human work. God could easily give you grain and fruit without your plowing and planting, said Martin Luther. But he does not want to do so, because you and I are the primary instrument through which God works in this world. Knowing that, that your work is nothing less than the means through which God feeds, heals, and sustains the world, lean into your work with joy, excellence, and love today. Yeah, I just want to remind us all, like this wonderful piece of scripture from Genesis, and God saw it was good. And then as God gave those, I guess, quote unquote, rules to Adam and Eve or the instructions to Adam and Eve whenever they were in the garden, you know, to take dominion over the animals, to fill the earth, to work the land, you know, when, and do not eat that tree. You know yeah. what I mean? Whenever he gave those commands or, or rules or uh, instructions, work was a good thing. Right. And he saw it was good. And then he gave us good things to do. And so I just love the idea that he gave us the ability to procreate. God could have made people just like he did Adam and Eve, but he gave us that responsibility and the same thing when it comes to work. But we see it a lot now where work is something that's being resented from a lot of people Mm -hmm. where it's a means to an end. I just have to go clock in to get this paycheck so then I can go do whatever else I want to do or, you know, serve the church in my free time or whatever that may be. But this is just a means to an end. Mm -hmm. But we see that scripture is actually a good thing. We see in scripture work is a good thing. But then when we see in the fall of man, 
you see it kind of shift a little bit where you see that, that there will be like a toiling when it comes to work. And now there's like a stress induced part of that work process. And so I think it could be a beautiful thing for us to kind of recapture the beauty of work and the beautiful like structure of what work does for us. Because a lot of us, myself included, can take things for granted where I can act like the author's daughter. I can act like three-year-old Kate. And it's like, well, God didn't give me this apple. I went to the grocery market and I bought it because I worked for that money. And then I went and exchanged my time for the money and the money for the apple. And it's mine. And we start to live this entitled attitude, which does nothing for the kingdom. It does nothing for you. Yeah. And it does nothing for your neighbor. Yeah. Or we can shift that narrative and say, praise God that he gave us talents and time to work and exchange our expertise, quote unquote, for money. And then we can go to the grocery market and praise God that there was a farmer. Praise God that there was a truck that can deliver the groceries. Praise God that there was electricity to keep things cool or fresh or whatever. Praise God. And or it the rain. Yeah, or, or the rain to fall down to actually allow there to be a harvest. And it can shift our whole narrative in the home. Yeah. And we can start having shalom in the home. I've been wanting to <laughs> say that. I just, I think I forced it there a little bit, but it's just, it does change our mindset. And I think as we change our mindset about work yeah. and we see that it's a good thing, we'll have a healthy relationship with it mm -hmm. versus this thing that we can come to dread, just like going to the grocery market. We can have a healthy relationship and it can leave us being into, it can leave it, it can lead us into a greater place of gratefulness, or it can lead us into a place where we're resenting the fact that we had to work we have to exchange our money for these high price things and it becomes annoying to us or of course can be the former. Yeah. It's the power of our thoughts. But, um, something I could not stop thinking about when we were reading this devotional is your friend Jordan Rayner's book. Yes. Uh, the creator in you, it's a children's book and I read it to Micah all the time. And you know, I'm he wrote this devotional, honest. right? No, that's so crazy. What? I, I'm so shocked you did not. I thought you pulled it up on purpose. No, I didn't realize that. Well, well if you're if you're oh, in a place funny. where you're looking for a wonderful resource, just like what we're going through in these these Bible app plans, uh, a friend of mine, Jordan Rayner, has created. And he has a YouTube channel. He has several, several books, different resources and all this stuff. And Tori's going to talk about one of them. <laughs> so this is a kid's book called The Creator and You. But it's all about how the Lord created the world for work and for play and for exploring. But he also created us to create with mm -hmm. him. And so it's this beautiful encouragement to our children to start creating. And as we do that, we are bearing his image because he is the creator and then we get to create. Mm -hmm. And so the more we create, the more and more like him mm -hmm. we become. And I just think it's this beautiful picture of, wow, if our heart posture is always to be more like him, we should be so grateful for the creativity that he has given us, for the work ethic that he has given us. And we do it from a place of gratitude and thankfulness that we get to create with him, that we get to mm -hmm. explore the world with him, that we get to go to the grocery store and enjoy these different foods that had to go through this entire process to end up on our plate. And I think that as we operate in that state of gratitude and thankfulness, everything changes because there is power of life and death in our tongue, the way we speak and the way we speak mm -hmm. starts with the way we think. And so 
it really like is yeah, yeah so powerful. Yeah. And and if you're someone who's like me, you may be hearing this devotional and it sounds like a bunch of positive Yahoo or whatever you want to call it, just like positive talk. It's just like, guys, really, am I gonna go? To the, am I gonna go to the grocery store? And am I gonna see this apple? And now I'm I'm grateful. Like really, I'm an adult. Like, just let me buy my groceries and move on with my life. Then this is for you and this is for me. Because we do need to take those moments of pause and and let and and let our Thanksgiving just come out of us. Because mm-hmm. Thanksgiving doesn't start outside of us. It starts inside of us. And it'll come outside of us and it'll flow onto everything around us. Everyone. On, and everyone. Or it'll be the opposite. Our bitterness will start from the inside and then come to the outside and then flow onto everything and everyone. And don't we, we love interacting with people who just have that infectious joy and grateful attitude. Let's be those people, you know? And so this is like a challenge to me as it is to you all. It's like, let's be those people where be like, people are like, man, I really enjoyed being around that person. They were just really positive and they were uplifting and they were encouraging. And it was just like nice to be around them. Absolutely. Want to pray something out? I do. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you that you have created us to create, Father, that you have created the world in a way that is so beautiful, Father, to explore and to enjoy. Father, I pray that you would reignite our thankfulness for everything, Father, that we would even have those streams of thought and in the everyday mundane where we just take little things for granted, that we would take it all the way back to the beginning, to the root of it, and realize that you are behind it all, that none of this happens without you. And so, Father, we just thank you that we get to be your image bearers, that we get to work the land, that we get to create, that we get to enjoy, that we get to love our neighbor. Father, I pray that you would just help us do this uh, better so that we can glorify and honor you better, Father. We love you and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen, God. Amen, God. Amen, y'all. When else that perfect time to break out the worship music, break out the journal, and continue pressing to the Lord. Yes, and y'all don't forget that you are God's masterpiece. And don't forget that we love you. We love you guys. I'll be talking to you tomorrow. Auf Wiedersehen.